Hey guys, welcome back to the Unconventional Christian Podcast and welcome if you are new and welcome back if you are a returning listener. Thank you guys for, you know, following this series. If you have been following this series, you're a real one. You're, you're a G. <laughs> so, um, but if you haven't, that's fine as well. You can always go back and listen to the last four. This will be the fifth and final episode of the mini-series for my birthday special called 18 things so if you don't know i turn or oh, i'm turning 18 or i've turned 18 i don't know what it will be at the point of listening to this episode oh, i'll definitely have turned 18 so i've turned 18 at this point so it's titled 18 things because just 18 different parts of my life that i just want to share with you guys so have it listed here and today's episode is titled 18 beliefs i have slash popular opinions and i did it like slash unpopular opinions because i just feel like beliefs vary right even beliefs in the same thing vary like we can both believe in jesus but that can even vary maybe the only thing about our christianity that is the same is that jesus is at the center but every other thing like some christians believe you shouldn't wear trousers some christians believe you should i mean for females some christians believe you know different things different we all have different beliefs about what we should or shouldn't be doing as christians but at the end of the day it's just that one is jesus that unites christianity as a whole so that's why i put unpopular opinions because we can very well believe in the same thing and not have the same opinion or opinions about it so without further hey without further ado we're going to get right into it and the first one is life is unfair this is a belief that i believe is general but i put it here because it's the stark hard truth life is unfair life is not fair to anybody like you can recently i've just realized that life is unfair as a cold hard truth and something that i've just realized is is something to take in stride and something not to to whine and you know be upset about life is unfair and life is hard whether you are rich you are poor you are sick you are in good health life treats all of us with the same amount of harshness i guess and the reason why i say same amount of harshness is that though we have like different circumstances and yes somebody else's circumstance can be worse than yours but like in your circumstance like i don't think i think somebody can experience greater pain than you find i think that somebody's situation can be worse than yours but i i don't believe in comparing pain and comparing the fact that i hurt more than this person or this person hurts more than i do so on that note life is unfair to everybody to what degree is what is different and how it affects the person is what differs or the people is what differs but life in general is unfair and the sooner we realize the better we're able to make life work for us instead of working for life because at the lowest points and moments of our lives we just realize that you know life can be really shitty the next one is that my marriage must not be boring in any area this is very very deep to me <laughs> and i say deep because for the longest time even up until now i i don't let me say up until now but for the longest time i didn't want to get married and then even now um as an 18 year old it's just should i say it's a bit weird i guess like the entire marriage thing like is a huge deal to me and i don't take any part of it lightly which is why i i don't talk about certain things but at the same time i also take marriage very very seriously and i take it very deep it's a deep deep thing to me like a relationship and a marriage is not something i think should be played around in played around with but in the same vein i think as much as i think it should not be played around with i also think that my marriage should not be boring i just i'm not accepting of a boring marriage like we need to have fun whatever fun means to us whether that is sexually or whether that is you know board games or whether that's just traveling or or i don't know fun can mean different things to different people people find joy 
and find fun in different things in general she just shouldn't be boring and then i'm a big big one of like a certain part of my marriage that if like the person is not up to par (laughs) there's certain things we have to get on record before we even enter into a marriage and say oh yes the two of us are going to get married because there's there's so many things that i there's so many things that i just know that i need and desire and want in a marriage that i'm not willing to settle for i'm not willing to settle for as a person i'm not willing to settle for anybody else so there's that let's leave it at that next one is public speaking is a must-have skill and this is basically a, an unpopular opinion because not everybody may think this, but I think public speaking is a skill you should have. Whether you're shy, you're loud, I just think that public speaking is a good skill because I think public sk- speaking does not always mean that you will speak on like a big stage and have an audience in front of you. I think public speaking is speaking in public or speaking to the public. I think podcasting is a form of public speaking. You may not agree with me and a lot of experts like may disagree with me but i just think if you're speaking to the public i don't need to dissect all the ways i I can be a good public speaker i just think that like you don't have to be the best public speaker or have all the skills of like one of or some of the best public speakers in the world no i just think that being able to speak confidently to a crowd or in front of a crowd is something that's worthy of notes now that may not be public speaking to you but I think it's, it's, it's a skill that is learned, a skill is a skill that is built, and a skill that everyone should have. Because whether it's at your, in the future, whether it's at your siblings or, you know, child or, you know, even um, um, nieces or nephews, PTA meetings, like, you would want to be able to speak eloquently and with confidence, even if you're dying on the inside. And then even if it's like in, in class, and you're doing a presentation you don't want to be shaking and you don't want to be unable to present and you know that can even um reduce your marks and then even in front even speaking like among like a group of friends like being able to voice out your opinions um confidently with maturity without you know putting somebody else down to put yourself back up i think it's a skill to have i think that in a meeting at work when they ask for contributions and you actually have a contribution that you know could help i think that you know raising your hand standing up or even sitting down and speaking confidently is a skill that everyone should have because whether or not you like it you're going to speak to a group of people at some point whether there are three people or just one person like even at an interview i feel like some of the skills in public speaking come out to play because you want to be confident in an interview you want to show that you know your your audience you want to show that you know you are the person for this job there's a certain level of even if you're not the best person for the job once you have that confidence i have that aura of you know calmness and at the same time um solid footing in yourself that even somebody can see it from afar then it's it's a very 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 easy to um to you know agree and you know um to deal with certain situations and circumstances even in a marriage i think or don't let me say marriage like in a relationship like it's i think it's of utmost importance like being able to and i mean a romantic relationship now with your significant other being able to voice out your opinions no matter how big or small they are without being intimidating or without being intimidated and being able to speak freely you know um especially when like they're not doing anything to actively intimidate you um or you're not doing anything to actively be intimidating then you know you should be able to speak with confidence so i think that's a must-have skill the next one is that money speaks and brings respect <laughs> this is a belief of mine that can also be an unpopular opinion because i feel like whether or not you like it in this world money speaks and money brings respect like we can sit here in our houses and i can sit behind my phone and microphone and be talking about different politicians and different capitalists in the world and how they profit off the backs of poor people we've seen the situation in congo time and time again how they maltreat the people that produce 
the materials for phones for laptops particularly um companies like apple and samsung like they're built on the backs the blood and the sweat and the tears of poor people and of hurt people some of which are in congo so at the end of the day even you the human hair and the everything like there are people that are paid peanuts for you to buy hair that is 500k or a million naira or two million naira self like it is let's just say it's a lot <laughs> let's leave it at that so but regardless no matter how much you hate the people doing those things the money that they have brings respect and not only brings respect it speaks respect like you don't see a person in a freaking range rover or lamborghini or you know ferrari and you don't respect them like you can you can you can hit what they stand and what they represent but at the end of the day you will respect them like you respect the fact that they have money you respect the fact that their money has brought them class it has been able to take them to exotic places it has brought them before kings and not mean men you know how the bible says like if you're is it if you're diligent in your work yes you will stand before kings and not mean men now you don't need money to stand before kings but money would definitely bring kings to you <laughs> because whether or not you like it your diligence in your work can bring you before kings but money what money will do is bring those kings to your doorstep so you, you will have to elevate from the period from the point of like kings inviting you to meet them because them still inviting you means to an extent you're still beneath them which is not a bad thing it just means you're beneath them because by the time you're no longer beneath them you're not going to stand up from your house and be greeting a president or a vice president they're going to come to you i think there was a video i was watching a video i watched rather like maybe a year or two years ago like i think this um um dangote aliko dangote's uncle like a politician prostrated this aliko dangote's uncle maybe he's around i don't know maybe 70 80 i'm not sure and this um this um politician maybe he was around maybe this politician in 60 maybe late 50s but let's just say 60s 70s as well like and this politician prostrated before uh, aliko dangote's uncle i can't remember his name something dangote that shows you that if a whole Nigerian, you know, Nigerian politicians are very proud, and with all the money that a lot of them have stolen, they have no business and they have no need to be bowing down before like somebody that they could, you know, just because they don't, they don't tell us how much money they've stolen doesn't mean they don't have it. They're not able to declare it because it's obviously illegal, but that doesn't mean they don't have it stored somewhere. So for that politician or politicians to respect him to that point, that a grown man not just any grown man like a grown man is in his like 20s late 20s early 30s that's a grown man like you already like more than a grown man you are a man like (laughs) you are more than a man if you're already in your 60s and your 70s like you've lived in this world and you are like you're prostrating before somebody just like is money do you do you think money and power Let's put it like that. Money and power bring, brings respect and speaks respect. I was watching like a series, can't remember the name, and I never never finished it to this day. It's a couple seasons long. But like that first season is where I'm still at. And there, like the politician is American, is an American um based is an American set movie. And this um politician was saying how a lot of people chase money. But lots, not a lot of people understand the, um, is it like the, the essence of power? Like, yes, you can have money, but not have as much power. So money, yes, brings power. A lot of rich people have a lot of pull in governments. Like all these, I don't know, Elon Musk, you know, what's the name of the, okay, Trump. A lot of rich people, Bill Gates, a lot of those rich people have a lot of pull in the government. In fact, if the government wants to pass a bill that directly or indirectly will affect the profits of their business, you know, it just takes a sit, a sit down, a sit, a, a, a man to man, woman to man, 
man to woman um sit down talk and then to explain how it affects their business and why this bill or this law cannot and should not be passed like just because we don't see this shady deals in the dark and because they're not openly you know inviting us to come and stream stream those 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 meetings live doesn't mean it's not happening like anything that you see in movies have definitely happened in real life like a human being's imagination is strong (laughs) but it's not that strong especially when it comes to uh, movies set around or in politics like a lot of these things have happened a lot of things are things that we may not think is happening but is definitely happening after all the heart of man is desperately wicked so money would definitely bring you power all you need is a meeting with somebody when you need to fund a campaign like one thing i know for sure is that in if it can happen in america it's happening in nigeria it's happening everywhere in the world is that politicians need people to fund their campaign if you're unable to if an, a politician is unable to fund his campaign it means he doesn't have backing and the people that fund his campaign are rich billionaires are rich millionaires those people are not in politics but they choose who to back why because the minute you back this candidate this candidate has an a duty and an obligation to pass bills or destroy bills that are going to be in favor or not in favor of this particular um um godfather so to speak that that you know sponsored his campaign you need money like you need money to sponsor um politics i need money to survive in politics (laughs) there's power in politics but without money to back that power as well well <laughs> who are you who are you who are you going to how to say bribe <laughs> it's not the best thing but at the end of the day is the truth like who are the people people automatically don't go near people that have both money and power like if you have power people don't even go near you money <laughs> people also to an extent don't go near you the minute they know that you have like you have power power holds more weight than money because <laughs> yeah somebody can be a billionaire you know but if you have a judge that is a judge let's say in the supreme court or even court of appeal that is going to be sitting on that particular thing and that can that can make or break that particular billionaire the billionaire is going to want to use power in the sense that you know he has um politicians and people that he has sponsored their campaigns that could possibly ruin that judge's you know um entire career and you know kill him even if he wants to or destroy his family life and then he could also you know just bribe the judge it's really not that deep i mean people are easily bought regardless of what we may think so at the end of the day given the few examples i've said i believe i've made my point clear because i did money <laughs> and i've added power in the mix as well so um the next thing is um praying doesn't have to be raz stop praying after and in jesus name shouting and throwing yourself down will not bring god down now <laughs> this is an unpopular opinion the first one says praying doesn't have to be raz i mean you don't have to i feel like you don't have to bang your head on the wall or roll on the floor before like you're in the spirit i guess but i also want to say that that's not what i mean by raz actually like if you're really in the spirit and i've experienced it like you, you you're, you're so like taking by by what god is doing that nobody else can see that you care about nothing around you so i think that's fine but what i mean by raz is i I don't know i can't remember what i was thinking when i wrote this but if i remember i'll come back to it the next one is stop praying after and in jesus name like when you're at a prayer meeting or prayer gathering and the person leading or persons leading the prayer say in jesus name it means stop praying at least for the moment you can't pray under your breath you can pray in your thoughts but you don't have to pray out loud like if somebody says in jesus name it means in jesus name it means this prayer is ending for now or this prayer has ended for the for like for whenever the prayer has ended like prayer is gone <laughs> not gone but prayer is ended in general so i think you should stop i think it is disrespectful to the person praying and even disrespectful to other people around you now i know that the defense would be that yes you're carried away in the spirit you like i said you can be carried away but like are you telling me all your sensibilities are gone when you're praying 
like you think about different things when you're praying i don't know i always say i don't know about you guys but truth is i don't but i'm going to assume you guys think about different things when you're praying such that it takes practice to just find yourself in the presence of god absence of all other thoughts but it takes practice and it takes a while it doesn't happen overnight and i know that many people listening to this still have different thoughts when they are praying you get and yes you can really be in the spirit and still be thinking about different things that's just the truth like i think denying that is just it's just futile so like when you are praying and you hear and in jesus name it's different if you don't hear but once you hear in jesus name I just don't I just don't think it's respectful or you know okay to keep praying and to keep like you know shouting in tongues like everybody can shout in tongues there's that's why there's a time for everything under the sun don't you should keep on shouting in tongues just because you can like I guess that's what I meant by ras it just makes you look uncouth and uncultured for no reason like the holy spirit likes order and he likes like he likes when you obey instructions. So in as much as the Holy is the Holy Spirit that is like taking you to the seven no, is taking you to the holies of holies. I also think that he can tell you that bro, they've said in Jesus' name. So it's time for you to stop praying. You can continue your hostel. You can continue when you're walking back to your to your room. You can continue in your car when you're doing the prayer meeting can do your own prayer meeting you know even after the service has ended and be the only one left in church nobody's stopping you the thing is just that when you hear in jesus name i just think you should say amen pray under your breath or pray with your thoughts and let's let's leave it there the last one is shouting and throwing yourself down will not bring god down that's just the truth like you can bang your head on the floor the only thing that will give you is a freaking concussion god will not send angels to come and visit you all of a sudden like if god did not come down when jesus was being nailed to the cross and even after jesus uttered the words eli eli lama sabachthani meaning my god my god why hast thou forsaken me like jesus sorry god did not come down at that moment so if you are praying and you hit your head the only thing that is going to happen is the physical repercussions of that action which is you're going to have a concussion you're going to have a headache you're going to have a throbbing in your head it's not going to bring god down it's not going to let you see an angel or see anything so i think you should just you know try as much as possible not to injure yourself while praying like i know that when you close your eyes you can bump heads with somebody when you're closing your eyes you may not be uh, aware of your surroundings but that's why like when you bump you bump um you have a bump in with somebody while praying you shift your chair you look for a more secluded area so that when you close your eyes and you won't have all that full concentration nobody's really disturbing you again you get but I don't think you should lose yourself completely especially when there are people there I feel like if you're in a gathering of believers some people say that's the point to lose yourself i don't think so i really don't think so like unless you are genuinely like caught by the spirit and you're screaming and shouting which is under conversation for another day but unless it's something like that or like the person is being delivered i really see no reason to be doing gymnastics like you can you can shake your head you can shake your body you can shout you can scream but when you hear in jesus name you know kindly you know say amen and let's keep it pushing keep it moving or like try not to enjoy yourself like if you enjoy yourself mistakenly fine but that doesn't mean like the throbbing is definitely going to magically go away no just because you were praying no because there's cause and effect in this physical world <laughs> whether or not you like it if you bang your toe against a table, it will hurt, regardless of who or what you carry. <laughs> the next one is, we are all Pauls and God still loves us. I put this here because um, for the longest time, I didn't really, should I say I didn't understand the hype about Paul. And I just didn't respect Paul as an apostle or as a person paul if you're hearing this sorry about that but i just didn't because i felt like he murdered and he killed so many people he offered so many children and i mean thinking about the asharibu thinking about like the persecution of christians in northern nigeria i just i just think of all the boko haram in other nigeria like paul in this modern day could be one of those boko haram like he was one of them not he could be he was one of those boko haram people honestly 
he killed people he raided homes he destroyed families honestly he orphaned children in fact maybe if he didn't rape women then he definitely you know did not um do anything to stop it like he sanctioned the arrest the killing the beheading of so many men and women and you know we don't even know if children were part of that like all this ethnic cleansing so i didn't respect it but then you know it just came to me that at the end of the day we are all pauls in our own rights we all have done something evil at one point or another evil in my opinion is worse than bad like evil can be knowing you're doing something that is bad and you keep on doing it like even though you know it's hurting this person i think that's evil i think it's evil when you kill somebody just because you want to achieve or you know appease yourself or your own personal beliefs like there's this bill in uganda that was just passed that you know is saying that you can kill like members of the lgbtq community i'm not a fan and i don't believe in that law the bible clearly says that you should not um have unnatural affections like paul clearly states that and i strongly believe in it god doesn't support that but i also do as a person don't think it's okay to kill somebody simply because of their sexuality like at the end of the day the minute you sanction something like that i feel like it's easy to sanction even though it has happened before and it still happen like the killing of christians easily because once you have laws like that it opens the door for so many other things and yes like sanctioning the killing of christians has been done in history time and time again it's just that I think it just opened my eyes to the fact that in the 21st century, if a law can be passed that easily and that simply, and will soon, unless oh, oh, by God's grace, no, but like with what's going on, Uganda's um, president will probably sign that bill into law. So the minute he does, like it generally becomes like an offense to even identify as such. And I, I don't think you should like if it becomes an offense fine like if you want to make it offensive fine i think even in saudi arabia like i think like being a christian or or like shall not like worshiping what they worship is clearly an offense in afghanistan with the taliban that's clearly an offense in iran and in iraq that's clearly an offense but like i guess my thing with it is is like in Nigeria, we have a law like the same sex, um, the same sex prohibition act. It says that sentences anybody that is caught doing something, sleeping with another, like sleeping with the same sex, sleeping with the same sex, um, fourteen years in prison. There's no death penalty, hmm? and I don't think it's necessary. If your morals, the morals of your country say yes, this is not what we believe in. I think that's cl- honestly fine if you want to criminalize it i mean it's not fine but at the same time i guess it's fine because a country can criminalize whatever they want to criminalize regardless of what my opinion is on it but i guess that killing them like killing them and you know is it's a bit taking it too far and as a christian i don't think you need to kill people to change them like killing members of the lgbtq community is not going to stop protests is not going to stop people from being who they are or who they believe they are like the only way you change them is when they are alive if they are dead they clearly go to hell and have achieved nothing as a christian so i i guess that's why i don't agree i, I don't i don't i don't not agree abi no is that correct english abi i'm i'm not like it was already a crime in uganda like to engage in sexual acts with the opposite sex but simply saying oh i'm gay is now a crime and you know how sensitive that can be because if somebody wants to be very petty and know somebody else is gay like they can easily you know point to them and say that person is gay and send police to come and pick them up like it just it just feels very scary and very like a a violation of like a right to just identify as something like if you if you identify as like a dog or whatever i don't i don't have to know you but i guess like criminalizing them for just identifying as that is a lot <laughs> because there will come a time where like as christians just identifying as a christian is going to 
cost 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 you your life it's going to cost you your sanity and not even like doing christian acts such as you know raising the dead healing the sick preaching the gospel converting people having a church service those are christian acts but simply saying i'm a christian is going to kill you one day like in this world that we're living in is definitely going to kill some it's definitely kills some christians if not us but definitely some christians are going to die for simply saying i'm a christian nothing more than that so i guess that's why it rubbed me the wrong way um i'm i don't support what they're doing i don't support their cause but i also don't support uganda's new law of criminalizing just the identifying with that particular set of people I just think that it's open to abuse and it's just open to misconstruction and misconstruing of different things. I don't think it's fair because they are feminine guys and the minute you claim that they are gay, even when they are not, you're putting somebody's like life at risk simply because like you're unhappy with what you think their lifestyle is, even though it could be nothing like compared to what you think it is, like <laughs> I guess. That's, that's my point though like you can criminalize it to an extent but shouldn't that, that identifying that is what got me i guess but we'll leave that conversation for another day um but that's basically that on we are all pause at one point or another we have done evil and god still loves us regardless um sometimes divorce brings peace for children and the couple this 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 is an unpopular opinion because in christianity is even an unpopular opinion in regards to the bible i guess because you know the only cause for divorce in the bible is that infidelity basically and i think that infidelity is not just sexual i guess if you are like somebody asked on a group one day that um um if like a woman is an is in an abusive relationship does that call for divorce and like the answer like the person gave was that um not initially that the woman should i don't know maybe she should stick it out for a while and then when she sees that you know it could become like threatening to her life like she can leave the house but she shouldn't divorce i disagree i think that infidelity is not just sexual like you are you are I feel like you are not committed to me. Like, once you break your vows as a man, Paul clearly states that if that a man ought to, the first thing that was in that book, can't remember where the thing is, but it says, wives submit to your husbands. And the husbands are supposed to love their wives as Christ loves the church. How did Christ love the church? He died for the church. If your husband beats you, He's not willing to die for you. And I think that is a form of infidelity. Leave that freaking marriage. That calls for divorce. Like, just thinking infidelity is like saying that, like, torture is only physical. Like, when they cut off your arm or your leg or your, like, private parts. Like, torture is not only physical. Torture can be emotional and mental. Like, people run crazy from this kind of things. People have mental breakdowns, midlife crises from these things. So, infidelity, in my opinion, is not just physical. I won't accept that infidelity is just when a man cheats on a woman or a woman cheats on a man. Like, that's one form of infidelity. But the minute you break that law of not being able to love your wife as Christ loves the church, that calls to me for divorce that calls for divorce i don't care what anybody has to say that is a big form of infidelity to me to raise your hand on your wife to beat her not once not twice but make it a lifestyle like you're beating her like when you're angry when you're drunk when you are inebriated that woman needs to leave that man's sorry ass and run away don't stay in that relationship in the name of oh i can't divorce you can't divorce him because it is unless god specifically specifically tells you not to that is a ground for divorce in my own opinion abuse abuse is a ground for divorce it is a form of infidelity because god is entrusting this woman to you that regardless of anything that happens in that marriage you will be able you will give your life for her meaning that when they're supposed to take her to jail for a crime she committed 
You will give your life for her. I think it was Hosea that was the prophet that God asked to marry a prostitute. And God used that as an example to show how Israel was to him. And how lots of Christians are today. I mean, including myself. Like, we run to God and then we go and whore ourselves out. And then come back when we see that God is the better person. And then go back and then come back again. Like, the reason why Hosea, I guess, didn't divorce his wife is because there was a reason for that marriage. There was a reason for it. But I do think it's a form of infidelity. And nobody can convince me otherwise. Like, staying in a marriage just to die... I just, I just don't believe in it. Like, that's your business. So, but if, if, if you want to stay as a woman in a marriage until you die, that's fine, I guess. Like, it's your life, it's your death, it's your burial. But me, <laughs> that could never happen to me in Jesus' name, amen. But, like, if I ever found myself in that situation, I'm not staying in that marriage. I also think that another form of infidelity is, like, one of the things about the wife is that you know is that she submits to her husband and i think that the minute she's unable to submit to her husband is also a form of disloyalty it's also a form of infidelity i looked up the meaning of infidelity and it means marital disloyalty adultery unfaithfulness um a breach of trust a transgression so infidelity does just does not just mean that you committed adultery it means you committed like a grave transgression against me and i put emotional mental and sexual as well as physical abuse in that category like if a married woman is being sexually and physically or even emotionally and mentally abused and financially self abused by her husband she needs to leave that marriage she needs to divorce his ass because that is a form of infidelity infidelity has like life has passed infidelity just being cheating on your wife no infidelity has passed that like infidelity is a grave transgression in your marriage like having a baby on yourself like having a baby on your wife going outside to impregnate another woman like anyway that's the that's the typical adultery so sorry typical infidelity so anyway but like unfaithfulness like being unfaithful to me like even in our finances like stealing our money like misusing our money being a drunkard like getting addicted like giving the children issues that's a form of it like like can you believe that there's some women out there that know that their husbands are whether those husbands are the biological or you know stepfather of that child like they know you are they're abusing that child and they claim they're staying in the marriage because there's no fidelity number one he he basically cheated on you and number two there's an unfaithfulness and a transgression that has happened you shouldn't be in that marriage like it is completely disloyal like and i think that the two major things is that the minute that husband is unable to give his life for his wife he can't give his life for his wife if he's emotionally abusing her if he's mentally abusing her if he's sexually or financially or physically abusing her there's no way he can give his life for that woman because he does not love her he only lives to control her until she dies either by his hand or from all the abuse and the abuse on her body and on her mind and then it can also go the other way for a man like a man can be abused by a woman physically but it's more common like emotional abuse or emotional blackmail like it should also leave that marriage like sometimes divorce is better for the children sometimes it's not better sometimes the children like suffer as a result but i think that in like extreme situations especially when it has to do with abuse staying in that marriage just for your children to see how they grow up is just not fair to them like there are very bad marriages out there but i mean there are some bad marriages that you can always salvage but there are some that (laughs) you only salvage them after you separated from the other party don't salvage them when they're in that still in that marriage (laughs) me as a lawyer as a person as a friend i would never ever give that kind of advice the next one is that your your posture can make or break you this is the truth i said posture you know i'm trying to do accents your posture can make or break you i was trying to change and exercise but falling off my game these past few months but yes your posture can break or make or break you because it just defines how you stand like your standing can be unattractive if you have a bad posture even in pictures if you stand or like you're hunched over because of like years and years of being like that it can be 
unattractive whether or not you like it how you stand how you walk how you speak all those things form part of you being attractive like have you ever met a person that is really really fine but the minute they open their mouth either because they have like bad grammar or bad english and that's unattractive to you or like they have mouth odor or like they have bad dentition like there are some things are like bad and dentition is beyond their control but that doesn't make them that doesn't make you think of them as less unattractive like they're still unattractive to you regardless of whether that thing is in their control or not so your posture can really make or break you so if you have a bad posture please look up ways stretches that you know you could can i have a bad posture i bend down a lot and it shows and i have no reason to be doing that how i sit and all of those things but you know even me that i'm saying it <laughs> i need to do better next one is desiring marriage and a relationship is a sign of strength i guess i never really believed that it is a sign of strength um i just i just didn't believe it i, I just didn't believe that okay this like a relationship or even like marriage or wanting is a sign of strength because i felt like you would sacrifice so much and that's why it's a sign of strength the fact that you want to sacrifice for another person um to achieve your own happiness like the way to achieve your own happiness is by putting somebody else first i mean that's a huge thing and i think that that's something to be that's something to really to really 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 appreciate it's really a thing of strength next one is that it's okay to dislike children i don't like children i don't love children and i've just come to terms with that like children make noise children are annoying children require lots of attention i just don't like them they have a lot of trouble but if you dislike children that's honestly fine i don't like them for anything i mean you can't catch me dead in a children's church like i'm just going to be suffering myself like that's just not my calling (laughs) i i believe i'll have children in the future but at the moment i have no love for them the next one is marriage is not a fairy tale i love fairy tales and i love the fairy tale thing but at the end of the day i know marriage is deep marriage is not a fairy tale i mean from what i just discussed there's abuse in marriage whether it's knowingly or unknowingly and there's abuse that doesn't stop. There's abuse that kills because of societal and, you know, religious beliefs of not wanting to leave the marriage, of not wanting to look like a pariah in society. So at the end of the day, marriage is not a fairy tale, regardless. Even if you have money, even if you have children, even if like you have so and quote and unquote the the fairy tale life is still not perfect. Like you can outgrow each other, number one. And number two, you can get bored of each other. Like, even boredom is a major issue in marriage. The minute you guys are unable to find interests, new interests in yourself every day, it means that there's something definitely wrong. And while I won't say that's a good thing to divorce over, many couples have definitely divorced over that. Because they, they, they are no longer happy. They are, the marriage is, is full of drudgery. And it's just, like, sad without anybody like actively contributing to the sadness and that's the problem because nobody's trying to stop the sadness nobody's doing anything to liven up the marriage it just becomes like a desert nothing to grow anymore so the marriage is basically moot if they stay together they're unhappy if they go apart they may not necessarily be happy but at least they have their own lives to build it's no longer like a desert full of two people so i can get like why people divorce over that though i wouldn't you know there are ways you can always liven up a marriage and make it better especially when like it's not as like horrible as like abuse and infidelity and other things next one is that dreams are important they're very important because dreams are like the lowest form of visions and if you dream you're already having a vision so dreams are important very very important so take them seriously if you're not already taking them seriously next one is talking about your hurt or pain should not be a routine everyone they suffer (laughs) this may sound insensitive i think you should speak about your hurt and your pain right i think you should speak speak about it because a lot of people like hoard their pain and i'm like that and i'm trying to break out of it like we 
a lot of people are like maybe hold our pain and just want it for us we don't want to let go because we think it's only that pain that that we that makes us feel which is a lie of the devil a lie of the enemy but i think at the same time talking about it can also become like a sign of vanity in the sense that you speak about your pain and your hurt so much you forget that it's not only you in the world like somebody always has it worse than you and i believe in talking about your pain or hurts like recently had some deep conversations with one of my siblings and i loved the conversations we had she spoke about her hurts and her pain and i think that's beautiful honestly i'm not knocking that i'm just saying that some people use it as a like as an instrument as a weapon of vanity of like because i've gone through this like i'm this I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if you get my point. It's not bad if you use your pain to elevate yourself, if you use your pain to tell a story. I just think that it comes to certain points where you just realize that, yes, I've gone through this, but at the end of the day, I can move on from it. I don't need to stay in the points where like it just became, comes vain for me to just be in that same situation. I don't know if I explained that well, but if I just manage it. The next one is that fighting is not always a bad thing. Fighting is not always a bad thing. It's why we have activists. Like, activists fight for a cause. Without them, a lot of our human rights will not be available. As a woman, like, my women's rights, a woman's right to vote would not be in existence if they didn't fight for me. Like, um, even abortion rights, it was fought for before it's now, like, basically taken away now in the freest country in the world which is the u.s like but it was fought for and even some states in the u.s it has it's still being fought for and it's still being allowed without those people it wouldn't be happening like even religion is being fought for the freedom of religion even not to be colonized again to have independence in nigeria was fought for by some people so fighting is not always negative don't always see fighting as this negative thing you cannot engage in Fighting can also mean a form of activism. If Paul did not fight for his parishes, if he did not fight for the churches, if he did not fight for the people reading his letters, a lot of them would have perished. Pastors fight for their flock in the place of prayer. They fight for their flock when they tell them what they're doing is wrong and how they should change. They fight for their flock when they call them out on their BS. So fighting is not always a bad thing. The next one is that it is not pride to decide who to talk to and who not to talk to. It's not pride. There are some times where you just need to keep your peace. Like There are some people you don't need to be talking to. There are some people you don't need to be having conversations with. And it's not pride if you decide not to. That people can see it as that. But honestly, it is not. Making a decision that you know benefits you and you know even benefits the other person. Because I think that like having useless conversations with people or that will end up like being your enemies when you may need to turn around or you need to turn your back it's just not worth it next one is being an attention seeker is not always obvious <laughs> it's not always obvious so like you can be an attention seeker and it can be seen as pride and arrogancy like people can really think that you're very proud but the truth is you're just seeking attention you're just seeking people to notice you love you understand you it doesn't mean the person is necessarily proud so the next time you see a very proud person or a very a person you perceive as very proud take a step back and think like is that person really proud or is the person just like a an attention seeker that manifests it in another way next one is that miracles are subjective and this is just the truth like some like i want more money eh? so if god gives me like a job or he pays off my school fees for the next how many years? That's a miracle to me. For some people in my school, it's not a miracle to them. Because number one, they have paid it. Number two, they know that money is never going to be an issue generally for them. Um, Money doesn't grow on trees in my family. But for some people, I'm not saying it grows on trees. But I'm saying it doesn't bother them. Like, they don't have to think about money. They don't have to think about expenses they don't have to think about certain things i have to think about so miracles are subjective maybe for them the miracle they are looking for is an opportunity (laughs) to i don't know meet the vice president or president like that would be a miracle for them 
but my miracle is different from your miracle and you have, you know, have the general miracle of like healing and all of that but even the healing the purpose of the healing the reason for the healing is subjective so miracles are subjective and the last and the final one is that god exists your conviction and consecration doesn't have to be mine as well what you think a christian should do or not do is not explicitly written in the bible especially when it comes to our day-to-day life like there's no way in the bible that it says don't curse yes it says don't curse but it doesn't say don't curse which is like the f word shits all of that that's number one it's just like societally not allowed i guess and then like there's some certain things that <laughs> it's just your own belief like that your consecration and your own like conviction is what determines how you act and how you behave and yes there are some things that should be general but not everything is general and you just have to accept that and move on and god exists mm-hmm. if you listen to the podcast i think you should know by now that god is a major part in everything so god exists um i'm so glad i finally i'm finally done with um this mini series i hope you guys enjoyed it if you haven't listened to the other four please go ahead and listen to the other four i'd love to hear your thoughts and your you know opinions on it please you know you can always reach me at diary of the uc at gmail.com follow our pages in the showroom below and you know my mouth is spinning me but i really really enjoyed filming this episode for you guys and i'm glad i was able to achieve all of this in time for you know my 18th birthday april you know has been a good month and by god's grace the rest of the year will continue to be um so i'll see you guys in the next episode thank you so much for listening to the end if you listen to the end i don't know what should you do if it was a youtube video i would have said comment something but i don't know if you listen to the end you're a real one you're a g thank you i appreciate you i love you and i'll see you in the next episode Thank you so much for listening to the end, guys. I appreciate each and every one of you. Do not forget to follow our Twitter and Instagram handles at Diary of the UC and my personal Twitter and Instagram handle at Muniolua, spelled M-O-N-I-Y-E-O-L-U-W-A. And most importantly, do not forget to send in any UC prompt to our email at diaryoftheuc at gmail.com whether it is a conversation you want to start a contribution to the conversation or even a podcast title that you would like me to talk on I would love to hear from you guys in any way shape or form I thank you so much for listening to the end again and I'll see you in the next episode